0: He's Pittsburgh-born, and we like him that way. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. This is the Adam Crowley Show. The Cinderella boy. On 970 ESPN. And now on 106.3 FM. You found the Crowley Show, where we teach you about rusty bells and poo, too. 412 is the number to call or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley, Brian LaMartina sitting across from me, shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73 and at ButtonPusher970. Do not search Rusty Bell on your work computer. Just don't do it. I can Tom can, Brian can, we've got a different job than you, but please save that for your personal use. And if you are under the age of 18, don't search it at all. I have a couple of Twitter polls up, as I mentioned, at underscore Adam Crowley. One involving the University of Pittsburgh. We'll get to that in 18 minutes here on the show. Do you expect your squad to beat Penn State after the Nittany Lions lackluster performance on Saturday? The other one is... If Bell shows up tomorrow, do you want him starting against Cleveland? I think that the bigger margin would be the Bell question, but it's actually the Pitt question. Uh, I think that 95% of people should say, yeah, Bell's the better player. Play him. Not 61% of you, in fact, say, no, don't play him, which means 39% of you I think are wrong. Pitt fans over the course of the last hour here have started to lose faith in their Panthers. 36% of them say yes, they believe they could beat Penn State now. It was about 40% when the show started. I think Pitt's got a good chance. I think that they now think they've got a better chance because of what happened at Appalachian State. Again, we'll get to that coming up in the next segment. Josh Dobbs is QB2 for the Steelers. Oh, no. I can't believe it happened. I tweeted this out on Saturday when it was all going down. I've never been so wrong about something before. I can't remember being this gung-ho about something and being that flipping wrong. I kept telling anybody who would listen and a lot of people who wouldn't listen through my AM radio show that Josh Dobbs was not going to make this roster. Having the conversation whether or not Dobbs would make the roster was pointless too. And here I am on Tuesday, September 4th, 2018, on my knees, begging your forgiveness. I'm kidding though, because I wasn't wrong. I'm not wrong. You know who is wrong? The Pittsburgh Steelers. I know Kevin Colbert's a great general manager and Mike Tomlin's a great head coach. I agree with that. I've even stuck up for Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin in the past when they do things like draft Terrell Edmonds in round one and people say, oh, I've got a third round grade on him. Okay, yeah, well you don't Work for an NFL team. You work for ESPN and have funky hair. I think Kevin Colbert could do Mel Kuyper's job. I don't think Mel Kuyper could do Kevin Colbert's job. So I've always stuck up for the Steelers when they make personnel decisions because I always think they know best. They don't hear. This was about the long term. This was not about the here and the now. And for that reason, they're dumb. I think you need to look at this season as an all-in season. You have to look at 2018 as the year that they have the best chance to win the Super Bowl. And if that's the case, then you've got to go with the best players available. You've got to go with the proven commodities. You can't count on guys that you don't know what they can do or not. I got this tweet. At underscore Adam Crowley from Brian. Come on, Crowley, stop with the mistake stuff. If Ben gets hurt for more than two games this season, we'll be in trouble no matter who the backup quarterback is. Hell, New England traded Jimmy G and has Hoyer as their backup, and no one says a thing. I don't think that's true. I think a lot of people question why they traded Brian or Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers. I don't think that's true at all. I know I questioned it at the time. And I hate that narrative. If Ben's hurt for more than two games, if Ben's hurt for two to four games, the Steelers are fine with Landry Jones. I believe that. Because we've seen what Landry can do in the regular season before, and he's won games. He went into Kansas City and kept it close in Arrowhead in a tough place to play when the Chiefs were one of the best teams in football. The Chiefs won 11 straight games that year. And he went in there and kept it close. Didn't win the game, but kept it close, gave him a shot to win. That's what you got, That's what you got to ask your backup quarterback to do. In 2005, the Steelers needed a backup quarterback to win a championship. Not the Super Bowl itself, but they needed him to win a game, Batch, against Green Bay. And if he didn't, then they weren't going to make the playoffs. 2008, Byron Leftwich beat the Redskins. If he doesn't, the Steelers don't get the second seed in the AFC. They probably don't win the Super Bowl. In 2010, Steelers had backup quarterbacks go 3-1. and one en route to the Super Bowl. If they don't, if they go 2-2, two and two, Steelers don't win the division. If they go 1-3, and three, Steelers might not make the playoffs. Backup quarterback matters. Tom was arguing with me about this in the pre-show meeting. Man, we're getting all worked up about backup quarterback. What's it really mean? It means a lot. It was the difference three times between the Steelers going to a Super Bowl or not making the playoffs. That's a pretty damn big deal to me. And Landry Jones has beat the Cardinals. He's beat the Browns a couple of times. I know they're the Browns. They don't win a lot. But he played NFL snaps. And the Browns starters are better than anybody's fourth or fifth string players. And the only time we've seen Dobbs be great is against fourth or fifth string players. Dobbs has never thrown an NFL pass. And neither has Mason Rudolph. I don't trust them. If Ben goes down. I trusted Landry. There's also this. Doesn't Ben Roethlisberger get a say? I tweeted that out and a lot of people jumped down my throat. No, he doesn't. He's a player. Does Tom Brady not have a say in New England? Did he not have a say in that backup quarterback getting moved? Uh, Yeah, he did. Does Sidney Crosby not have a say here? A lot of people accused him of that when Jack Johnson got brought in. He says he didn't. I beg to differ. The reason Dominic Simone was playing in the top line as much as he was last year is because Sidney Crosby had a say in that. No one cares if it's Sid. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger, oh, you can't have a say. Ben wanted Landry here. Ben said so much during training camp. His last media availability, Ben says he likes coming off the field to a veteran quarterback. Now, it's not. I don't think it'll be the difference between whether or not the Steelers go to the Super Bowl, that part of it. It's not going to be the difference between... Winning and losing a game, I don't think, when Ben comes off the field and Landry's not there. But if it means something to Ben, I think you want to appease the quarterback. That's why Todd Haley's not here anymore. Todd Haley's offense has put up points. But he's not here. Why? Because the quarterback didn't want him here anymore. If you can get rid of a coordinator because the quarterback doesn't want him here, I think you can keep a Landry Jones because Ben Roethlisberger does want him here. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Let's go to Devin Next up on the Crowley Show. What's up, man?
1: I don't know, man. Sounds like a little bit of sour grapes. I'm salty. You were, so, you were so convinced that they would never let go of Landry, and you were singing dogs, bye bye bye, hey hey hey, goodbye. And the whole thing is, man, that they just took a chance on better talent. Landry Jones is not leading anybody to anything if Ben goes down. So what's wrong with taking somebody? Who but has I don't a believe zone, that
0: though. A, cu- a couple of years ago, Landry Jones beat the Arizona Cardinals. If he doesn't, the Steelers don't make the playoffs. Did you
1: see the first time Landry Jones came into a game as a backup and just was like I almost sitting everything to bed? He was terrible,
0: man. The first time Landry Jones it. came in was against the Cardinals and they won the game. He threw two touchdown passes. Now, he yeah, didn't, he, admi- admittedly, he did not look good in the playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals, but. Oh, did he throw an interception on his first pass? He did, but guess what? Ben Roethlisberger didn't exactly look great in that game either. And they don't win that game if Cincinnati doesn't implode. Ben didn't look good. The running game didn't look good. Nobody looked good in that game. So,
1: Brother, I can't believe we are beating a Landry Jones.
0: Bump drum, oh. Stop it. Landry Jones is better than Josh Dobbs. No, he's not. Josh Dobbs might have more upside, but you know who talks about upside? The Pirates. <laughs> this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> the Enough about upside. Devin, we're having our first fight. I know, and I can't believe you're on the side of the wrong side. Can you believe we're having our first fight about Landry Jones? Exactly. There's no way you should be on here protecting Landry Jones. It's important. Goodbye, Devin. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Oh, Landry. Goodbye. Josh Dobbs has never thrown an NFL pass. He threw a pick six. In a preseason game. I could have literally. And I mean literally. I'm not just doing the white girl wasted thing. I could have literally gotten out of my chair in the DVE studios. Got into a car. Driven to the stadium. Jumped into the field of play. And picked that ball off. That's how much Josh Dobbs telegraphed it. That's how long the ball held in the air. You could see Spalding rotating, you could read all the words, you could have counted every single bump on the ball. Now, admittedly, Josh Dobbs balled out his last game in the preseason. He balled out. He used his feet when he was supposed to. He fit the ball into some tight windows. The throw to Justin Hunter made me go, "Mm." but he's also playing against grocers and grocery baggers and people who are probably driving for Uber today. Competition matters. Landry Jones did it against one of the best teams in the league a couple of years ago, the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Dobbs did it against Carolina's backups and fifth stringers. What is with this word potential? When did Steelers fans become the Pirates? It's like the line from the Joker. Your, your balls drop off. That was really good. Who are we? Well, Adam, Josh Dobbs has potential. And the Steelers saved a million and a half. What? Are you listening to Bob Nutting records in your sleep? Are you being hypnotized? Did you go up to Seven Springs the last weekend? Are they piping in the sound? Seriously. You're Steelers fans. It's not about next year. It's about this year. And I can't stand the narrative and the notion that it doesn't matter who the backup quarterback is. Yes, it does. I've told you why. Maybe Dobbs is great. If I'm the Steelers, I don't want to be in the maybe business. I want to be in the I know business. And if you believe Kevin Colbert, if you think he's a good general manager, then I think you need to take into account what he said last year, which is that Landry Jones is in the 80th percentile of backup quarterbacks in this league. If that's true, if you want to take him at his word there, then they believe that Dobbs is going to be better than that one day. Great. I want the guy who's in the 80th percentile now. I want the guy who's better than 80% of the backup quarterbacks now for when Ben goes down. I don't want Dobbs, whose speed probably isn't going to translate all that well to NFL defenders who aren't driving for Uber today. As for QB2, Let's move on now to what the Steelers do have. I think Mason Rudolph can be a starter in this league one day. The Steelers believe that too. But out of those two, Dobbs and Rudolph, Dobbs is the better player right now. He's got a better understanding of the offense. Doesn't have a better understanding of the offense than Landry Jones, but he's got a better understanding of the offense than Mason Rudolph. Think back to that game against Arizona when Landry Jones came in and won the football game. Michael Vick, a much better talent than Landry Jones, looked awful. Couldn't make his reads, didn't know how to check in and out of plays, and it was disastrous. We already saw this preseason Mason Rudolph take a delay game penalty because he couldn't get out of the huddle fast enough. Josh Dobbs has a command of the offense to an extent. It's not the same that Landry Jones had. And that's important. Go back and watch that game. If you're bored, go back and watch it. Don't, but take my word for it. It makes a difference. Landry Jones hit Antonio Brown on a back shoulder throw on the sideline after making a hand signal to his helmet. Josh Dobbs probably isn't going to do that. Josh Dobbs probably isn't ready for that. And here's the last thing that I don't like about this. Mason Rudolph isn't going to have enough reps to get better. If Ben's QB1 and Dobbs is QB2, then the guy that you had a first-round grade on and think he can be the next franchise quarterback's QB3, which means he ain't getting much more than scout team reps. Mike Tomlin said in his press conference today, that's not a big deal. I've been to practice. It is a big deal. Mark Caboli's been to practice. He said in the last segment, that is a big deal. I think it is a huge deal. Josh Dobbs was drafted with the idea that one day he could have a ceiling as a backup. Mason Rudolph's ceiling is supposed to be starter in this league. And we now might be farther away from seeing that because they're going to give the backup snaps. To that guy. I guess Landry would have had the snaps anyhow. But now you need to give more to Dobbs so he has an idea of what he's doing. Landry, you could say, ah, here, you take your fifteen, we'll give Mason fifteen. With Dobbs, take all thirty. We don't know what you're gonna do. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Coming up next I think Penn State struggling with Appalachian State this weekend is the worst outcome Pitt could have had. I'll explain. It's the Crowley Show. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Enough. I'm putting these back in my pants. They're mine. This is crazy. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Josh Dobbs has never thrown an NFL pass. He threw a pick six. In a preseason game. Doesn't
1: anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills.
0: Brian tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I think you must be a Jones agent or Jones has you on his payroll somehow. Stop being so salty, bro. I am very upset about this. (laughs) I was taking a ski. During what? the break there. A what? I was urinating. That didn't sound right. Ah, take it to Peepski. I'm five years old. And while I was peeing, I was thinking about Landry Jones, which probably tells you I'm in too deep Whoa. to begin with. And I was thinking, I am so upset about the Steelers' backup quarterback, and maybe disproportionately so, but I can't believe more people aren't seeing it my way. There are some times when I'm arguing and I think, ah, eh, I can see the other point. I don't see it that way, though. Uh, It's about now, not the future. It's not about bringing the best three quarterbacks for the future. It's about bringing the best quarterbacks for this year so you can win a Super Bowl, so that if Ben Roethlisberger goes down for a game or two, you can win those games or be competitive in those games, win one of the two, win two of the four, and you can not be bleep out of luck. When Ben comes back, Landry Jones played against the Patriots a couple of years ago and actually looked pretty good. He kept the Steelers in the game. Would Dobbs have been able to do that? No. You want to know why? Because the Patriots load the box, they stop the run, and then Dobbs can't beat them. And I'm not saying that Landry Jones can make you pay. But Landry Jones could make you pay. Because Landry Jones knows where he's supposed to go with the football. I don't know if Josh Dobbs does. 412-922-2874 is the number. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. We will get back into the Steelers and what's going on with Le'Veon Bell, which is the bigger story coming up in about six or seven minutes here on the Crowley Show. But I think Penn State struggling with Appalachian State... Is the worst outcome that Pitt could have hoped for this weekend. I was at Archie's on the south side. That's a cool place. West Virginia bar, getting hammered, eating some wings. And some Pitt fans trickled in towards the end of the pit game. They probably left early because they were playing Albany and they spanked the you know what's out of them. And Pitt fans didn't know what to do. Some of them were cheering against Penn State. Some of them were saying, No, 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 we want to make it look better when we win. And I got to thinking, when we win? When we win? The expectation is now to win? If I'm a Pitt fan, I believe that there's a chance. I throw an if in there. If we win, it looks better if Penn State's a top 10 football team as opposed to one that's out of the top 25 that just lost to Appalachian State. If, 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 if needs to be the word. Not when, never when. Pitt should never throw a when in there against any team that they play. They're Pitt. And now I'm sensing a level of overconfidence because Penn State did not look so good against the Mountaineers. The App State Mountaineers. That made for an interesting time in the bar, too. Channing, let's go Mountaineers, rooting against Penn State. But that's an aside. If Penn State loses the game then Pitt fans can at least laugh and say that they did lose. Expectations for the game this Saturdays change, but at least you can laugh at the rival. But now Penn State comes into town after a lackluster performance, and the expectations have changed without the benefit of being able to laugh at said loss. And Penn State, who you have to think just took App State lightly, ain't going to do that two weeks in a row. Penn State is not going to come in here in Heinz Field and lay an egg the way that they did at Beaver Stadium because they almost laid one last week. If they roll Appalachian State and they're feeling great about themselves, oh, we'll go to Heinz Field. We'll beat them there. They're our ugly little red-headed stepbrother. We're going to kick their ass. Now they're thinking, whoa, we almost lost to App State, a team that just recently became an FBS school. Well, we'd better take ourselves seriously against Pitt, an FBS program that wants desperately to do everything that they can to send us back to Happy Valley with our tail between our legs. I think this is the worst case scenario. I think Pitt fans now expect to win. And that was at least what I sensed at the bar that I was at on Saturday. This raised the expectation level. And look, they should always think their team can win. Now, though, they think their team should win, and there is a big difference. I was listening to Pat Narduzzi's press conference today. <coughs> Gagged me with a spoon. And he said, quote, If anybody wants to argue and say this is no different than any other week, it is. That's a fact. If you want to ignore that, ignore it. But it's a big game, end quote. The problem is, Penn State treats this like any other game. Like it's Akron. Every year, Pitt will be jammed because it's their Super Bowl. Pitt ain't winning the playoff. They probably aren't winning their division. They're not winning the ACC. So this is it for them. And Pat Narduzzi said it one more time. If anybody wants to argue and say this is no different than any other week, it is. That's a fact. If you want to ignore that, ignore it. But it is a big game. That quote right there is why Penn State's not renewing the rivalry. Penn State goes into it. James Franklin last year says, it's Akron. They're no different. One week at a time. uh, Pitt, the last two years, they've closed out the media for being able to talk to any of their players. They've changed it up a little bit this year. They're going to let you talk to two. And they let you talk to two today. Two. That's it. Two players. Not everybody like it usually is. No. Two players. Because this game's so big, they don't want distractions. You don't want to put something up on the wall at Penn State. You don't want any of that bulletin board material. Pat Narduzzi changes his program for this game. Pat Narduzzi changes what his team does on game week because of this game. Penn State, meanwhile, looks at it like any other game. Why would Penn State want to sign up for that every year? And yeah, maybe it sounds like they're scared. I tend to think that they're prudent. I tend to think that they're practical. I tend to think that they're doing the right thing. They're going to get Pitt's best every single time they play them. Last year, Pitt wasn't good. Last year, Pitt was a 5-7 and seven football team. They were not good. Their win against Miami looks worse and worse now every week. They weren't good. And yet, the statistics tell you that they gave Penn State a pretty darn good run at Happy Valley last year. They were never going to win the game, it didn't feel like, but Pitt was in it. A couple of mistakes here and there, but they were in that thing. Why? Because they care that friggin' much. Penn State shouldn't want to play this game every year. They walk into it thinking we're going to Heinz Field to play a football game. Pitwalk's walks out there with swords because it's a gladiator fight. I wouldn't want to be a part of it. And Pat Narduzzi just confirmed it. There. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. The great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun, brought to you by To Be Determined, going to be coming up in about seven minutes here on the Crowley Show. Le'Veon Bell. Might be selfishly motivated here. Definitely is selfishly motivated here, in fact. But I don't think that needs to be looked at as a bad thing. Mark Madden has argued that Le'Veon Bell is going to have a bad season because he's going to be out there trying not to get hurt. I look the other way. If Le'Veon Bell's playing, if he shows up tomorrow and then plays week one and plays every week moving forward, he's not going to be trying not to get hurt. He's going to be trying to gain as many yards as possible. Be as efficient as possible with his touches. Get in the end zone as much as possible. Why? To get his damn payday. Why should that be looked at negatively, though? If you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Why should you look at that negatively, though? If you are his teammate or within the Steelers organization. I guarantee you Antonio Brown wants to get 150 catches this year. And not because he thinks it gives the Steelers the best chance to win, but because he wants to get 150 catches. Antonio Brown wants to catch every ball that Ben Roethlisberger throws. Antonio Brown wants to score every touchdown the Steelers score. And Antonio Brown runs his best route every time out so that he looks good. And eventually it does lead to the team winning games. I think the same thing's going to happen with Le'Veon this year if he shows up tomorrow. If he shows up tomorrow, that's the key. But if he does, he's going to play every game he can while he's healthy. And when he does, he's going to be looking to rack up statistics. How can that be looked at negatively? I've heard it spun that way. He's selfish. He's going to be diving out of bounds. He's going to be avoiding the big collisions. No, he's not. Competitive juices take over. That's not what's going to happen. He's going to give it his best. And if he plays at the top of his game, the Steelers win. Two years ago, he averaged 147 yards a game. For the last six games of the season, the Steelers won every single one of them. If he's out there trying to get every yard, trying to score every touchdown, trying to break every play for a big play because he wants to get paid, and he averages around 140, it benefits him and it benefits the Steelers. If he's trying to get statistics, it benefits both. It's not like he's the quarterback where he's checking out of run plays when that's the obvious situation. He's going to start slanging the rock around. It's not like he's going to be calling the plays and saying, oh, give it to me, despite what the logic says. No, that's not the case. When the play is called for Le'Veon Bell to touch the ball, he's going to try to do the best that he can so that he can make money. And in turn, I think it'll help the Steelers win games as well. Coming up next, it is the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. We'll be talking about Nikes. Finally. Finally. It's Crowley Show.
1: Yeah, my personal record book, if this makes Pittsburgh, the Steelers, the fans of the Steelers, you, uh, if it makes everyone feel better, in my own personal record book, uh, the Steelers won that game, the Patriots lost, and that means the Steelers are on track to be
0: the one seed in the AFC. (laughs) The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Are the Pirates still playing baseball games? Is this something that's happening? I
1: believe that the MLB still is in season, yes.
0: And the Pirates are playing still?
1: I think so, yeah. I don't think they folded. I haven't heard anything much about them, but yeah, I think they're still playing.
0: All I know is this. Trevor Williams has the lowest ERA in Major League Baseball since the All-Star break, and the Pirates have still not been good since the All-Star break. That tells me everything I need to know. It's on to next year for you, Buckos. It's always about this year, though. For the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's why I think that their move to cut Landry Jones was the wrong one. And I've been beating that horse dead now since Saturday afternoon. I was drunk tweeting at people on Sunday night too. I can't be doing that. I started taking out Tennessee fans after the West Virginia game. I started quote tweeting them and telling them they're hillbillies and stuff before I deleted them. But I didn't know I had sent them until the next morning. I had to go back and make sure that I didn't have any outlandish Dobbs or Mason Rudolph takes when I was drinking too. You don't want to wind up like Braylon Edwards. You guys see what happened to him. Braylon Edwards, former Michigan Wolverine wide receiver, started spouting off about some of the players and the effort in their loss to Notre Dame on Saturday. And he got suspended by the Big Ten Network. I feel like I was cruising for a similar bruising this weekend. I miss you, Landry. What a nice guy, too. Landry called Josh Dobbs, and he congratulated him on winning the quarterback number two job. (laughs) Landry's a Lebo guy now. Well, he was. Not anymore. No, he used to be. One final thing on Landry before I get accused of talking about this for too long. You sure one final thing? This is it? One final thing. That's it after this? Because we don't want to talk about this for too long.
1: No, I mean, we don't want to do what, like an hour and 45 minutes on it
0: already. No, no. We sprinkled some Bell in there. Go ahead. You ready for the take? One last thing, yeah. Yeah, one last thing. People keep saying, if Landry was so good, why hasn't he been picked up yet? Landry offered the most to the Steelers. He knew the system. He knows the players. He's better than Dobbs and Rudolph right now for that reason. And he's less valuable to, let's say, the Jets or the Panthers for the same reason. He knows the Steelers' offense. He knows the personnel. If he goes out there to Carolina, he's got to relearn the entire system. Now, anybody that they're picking up does. But I think when you're looking for a backup quarterback, you start going through the names first before you actually put on the tape. And I think that's what's happened to Landry Jones. Don't make that face, Tom! I'm starting to think, do the Steelers have a like backroom handshake agreement with Landry here to not sign with any teams while he's a free agent? And then if Ben goes down... They sign Landry back in. Oh boy. And they can keep Dobbs and Mason. Because Landry hasn't signed with anybody yet. So maybe the Steelers are like, look, buddy, Ben's getting hurt. <laughs> we know this game. Ben gets hurt every year for like two, three weeks. Just stay on free agency, tell teams thanks, no thanks. I'm thinking about maybe spending time with my family this year. When that phone rings from us, you pick it up, you're back in the Steelers uniform. Tom, can you do me a favor?
1: like what Kitna did. Like with exactly. the Cowboys a few years ago.
0: Yeah. Tom, find the breaking news sounder, please. <laughs> We're breaking it? We're breaking it. We're going to break it. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Landry Jones is lying in wait for a Big Ben injury. (laughs) And when Ben goes down, Landry will come in on his horse. Boomer Sooner blaring in the background. Riding the carriage from Oregon Trail. Air flowing in the wind. Yes. In the flannel. Right behind him. (laughs) And he will lead the Steelers. To no more than two wins in three games. And then they will cut him again immediately after. Once Ben's healthy, so they can keep Dobbs. He'll have, to, he'll have to call Dobbs again. Like, hey, man, congrats, congrats again. You, yeah, way to go for you the did it. But at that point, I'll have been right. And I won't care what happens to Landry. Uh,
1: I don't know if you possibly can be right again after that.
0: I call people dumbasses.
1: You said there was no way it was going to happen. You stopped <sighs> short of making some kind of bet that I wish now you would have made. Like, wow, I would have shaved myself complete something, anything
0: As a Josh Dobbs tribute, just yeah, remove all the hair from my body.: oh,
1: No, no, I wasn't going there. Oh, no, but that would have been that would have worked. But I, you know, do you know like how some talk radio hosts will go out like, "Ah, oh, if that happens, I will jump off the top of this building and never do radio again, and then it happens, and they're still doing radio and they didn't jump off a building.
0: Well, luckily, we fell short of that, yes. Got this dig- one from Charles. Did on Twitter. you did go hard. I hope you're wrong about the Landry Jones move, but you could easily be right. Playing it safe can be just as risky as gambling on potential. The Steelers normally have played it safe by keeping fringe veterans, but that philosophy has only got them so far. Let's go back to Devin, who wants to fight again. Hello, Devin. <laughs> I don't want to bite you. You just have me so sad. <laughs> so sad because you're just so worried about
1: being right. It's like you're just not focused on reality
0: I am right brother
1: I am right he, was, right. he wasn't right Devin
0: the Steelers are wrong I am right no the Steelers are right brother are they always I'm right Devin you. are they always no, they're right not always right well then they're not right here Landry Jones gives him the best chance to win at the backup quarterback position can we agree that Landry Jones is no longer on the team no, we, we, broke, we, broke, we <laughs> yeah. broke news that he's the 54th man waiting in the wings. <laughs> Can we agree
1: that perhaps they made the right choice? No. Oh, you're not getting that from him, Devin. No. There's no way. Because he's being so stubborn and Crab Baby is right now. What do you want me to say? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it reminds me of when you were trying to flop on that one bet. I forget what the bed was. And I called you and said, man up. Yeah.
0: You got to man up, man. <laughs> Man up and what? Admit that I was wrong? wrong. I'm not wrong. Dobbs is still on the team, and Landry's back. Devin, I appreciate the call. No
1: though.
0: Na, 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 (laughs) na. Na, 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 na. Landry. Goodbye. For now. I, I will say this about Dobbs. Good for him. Seriously, what he did in preseason game number four, if he doesn't do that, we're not having this conversation. Oh, no, not today. at all. No, not at all. And in fact, we were making a joke watching the
1: game, like, oh, okay, here it goes. He's going to be the starter. We were
0: in the room making those jokes. I wrote a blog about how it would never happen. I went in the post game show on DVE and said it would never happen. How many stations are on the Steelers radio network? Uh, there's like forty. There's like forty. Well, uh, I went on forty stations and said there's no chance it happens. Was on ESPN Pittsburgh. I did Bloom Daddy's <laughs> show and said it. I did a show in Cincinnati and said S- that there's no SNR. chance. SNR. I've been on every damn station from here to Albuquerque saying there's no chance that Landry Jones gets cut. <laughs> and lo and behold, na na na, na na na, Landry, goodbye.
1: Did uh, Devin during that phone call change your name from Crow Man to Crow Baby? <laughs>
0: Oh, crowd Baby's pretty good. (laughs) Crowd Baby's not bad at all. (laughs) I'm going to run down the hall with my tail between my legs because I was so wrong. Oh, you're going to pull a rusty bell.
1: Ding dong. Ding dong. Ding dong.
0: Tom, what time is it? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. When I woke up this morning, I looked at the weather and I saw it was going to be a hot day, but it was like 6.30 and the sun had barely been up. That's not cool, by the way. And I walked my dog, wasn't wearing shoes, it was a little chilly, and I thought, how do I warm it up? And it hit me. I ran into my house, I grabbed my Nike t-shirt, I grabbed my pair of Nike kicks, went out on the lawn, sprayed some lighter fluid on them. And I torched those pa- those babies. Woo! And I did so because I cannot believe that Nike would stoop so low to use this degenerate protester as the face of their organization. After I burnt my Nike shoes, after I burnt my Nike shirt, I peed on them. Just to get the point across. Now, here's the deal. There are people burning Nike shoes and shirts and cutting their socks up and making statements on social media and then screaming, I can burn what I want. I've got a right to protest. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Paul Zeiss, who writes for the Pittsburgh post because he works for the station across the street, said, there is no difference between what the people are doing burning their clothes And what Colin Kaepernick was doing. Both the form of free speech. If you didn't have a problem with Kaepernick, you can't have a problem with people burning their stuff. I don't have a problem with people burning their stuff. But here's the distinction. Here's where we need to put on our adult hats. Here's where we need to be smart. These people burning the Nike stuff, their free speech, what they're doing, their form of protest, is protesting that they don't want that guy to protest. That's the difference. Now, you can say it's all about Nike. No, it's not. It's about them not respecting what Colin Kaepernick is doing and then them voicing their displeasure. They're protesting the fact that he protested and they're not seeing the irony. Also, to all the people who said, there's going to be hundreds of thousands more of these, there're going to be millions of burning socks in the street. You don't think Nike knows how this is going to play out? You don't think that they did the research? You don't think that Nike knew where the money would come in? I'm wearing Nikes right now, and I brought a Nike shirt in my car because I thought we might be wearing Nike stuff for the cheese tees. I thought about buying a shirt. I probably am more likely to get Nike stuff now than I was before. They made Colin Kaepernick their new face. Nike knows that there's going to be money trickling in. Nike knows that, guess what? Old white guy... Doesn't buy shoes. Old white guy isn't the Nike man. Now, some old white dudes do wear Nikes, but the ones who do, I think, they're more hip. Like Brian. Brian's hip. Brian's hip to the game. Brian's young at heart. He gets it. Nike's not going to lose a big customer base here. All the young kids who are buying Nikes, they like Colin Kaepernick. Black, white, white. Latino, it doesn't matter. The young people tend to side with the Kaepernicks of the world. The Kneelers, we'll call them. So everyone's saying, Nike you made a terrible business decision. No, they didn't. They knew exactly what they were doing here. They knew it. It's like when people said that ESPN was stupid for shutting, shutting down whatever whatever it was, the 538, whatever part of their website that they shut down, everyone freaked out. Oh, those are the great journalists. They're going to lose some people. They knew what they were doing. They know what moves the needle. They wouldn't shut down a website if the needle was being moved. Nike wouldn't burn down, pun absolutely intended, their customer base if they didn't know that, like, Phoenix, from the ashes, more customers weren't going to rise. Good on you, Nike. Just do it. Let's go to Devin. First time... Caller. Now George us. On a show. This is uh this is Paul Zeiss. Oh hey Paul Zeiss. Hey, how you doing? I I have to tell you I don't I don't agree with what you're saying. Why what yeah, uh, what don't yeah, you yeah. Uh, what don't you agree with uh Paul Zeiss? You just don't understand. Nike's just uh they're right. Uh, ruining their whole fan base. Time. Appreciate the call. I listen to your show on the way home.
1: Oh, he didn't even get a chicken wing plug-in. I in. know. What the hell? Oh,
0: uh, it's official chicken wing and a fan. <laughs> Woo! Coming up next. Uh, Coming up
1: next. We got some sports, 20 minutes of commercials, and then an update, and then I come back and ramble a little more and say,
0: oh, a lot. It's uh, the Crowley Show on the fan. Ding-dong, touchdown.